Welcome to the Vibrant Mind, Vibrant Life podcast. I'm your host, Sean Hill. My mission is to help you become the best version of yourself and live a life you truly love. I'll be sharing with you inspiration and practical tips on how you can use your mind to unlock your potential and become the vibrant person you were born to be. Hello and welcome back, or hello and welcome if it's your first time here. So today I'm going to be talking about forgiveness. But before we get stuck in, let's first of all look at why forgiveness is so important. Because if someone has done wrong by you, then why even bother to forgive them? Well, to highlight the reason forgiveness is so crucial, I'm going to begin by taking a dive into the effects of not forgiving, as I think this really brings into awareness why forgiveness is one of the best gifts that you can give to yourself. So it's often thought that forgiving someone for their wrongdoing is kind of like letting them off the hook or condoning whatever it is that they did that you believe needs forgiving. And when you put it like that, it's easy to appreciate why in some situations people may not want to forgive. But see, here's the thing and the problem with not forgiving is that holding on to any negative emotions about a person or an event that you haven't forgiven has absolutely no impact on that person, but it does impact on you. And that impact has many, many layers to it. There is the emotional, the physical, the mental, and even the behavioral. So let's start with the emotional first and take a look at what that is, which is also linked to the physical, actually. So not forgiving someone and holding on to those negative emotions, emotions such as anger, resentment, hurt, fear, and so on, puts your body under immense stress. When the body's under stress, it's effectively in fight or flight mode. And being in that state raises cortisol in the body. Now, this is really important because the physical effects that cortisol has are things that so many people now just accept as being how it is. It's almost become normal to not feel good. The effects that I'm talking about include things like headaches, acne, irregular periods, um, even muscle weakness, thinning skin, mood swings, uh, a slowing down of healing, feeling irritable, having difficulty concentrating, severe fatigue. It also increases a person's heart rate, increases the blood pressure and impacts on the immune response. This then leads to a risk of heart disease, diabetes, weight gain, amongst many, many other things. These symptoms can be seen both short term and, of course, over a prolonged period of time, they can intensify to a much higher degree. Now, fight or flight is an inbuilt instinctive response that we have as humans to keep us safe in the face of danger. Yet so many people spend a disproportionate amount of time in that state, almost kind of living life as though they're under constant attack and need to be on high alert to respond to it. This isn't, by the way, just limited to forgiveness, although that is what we're talking about today. This can include the everyday stuff of feeling stressed about work, time, money, commitments, relationships, and not feeling equipped to deal with it. I remember years ago when I was in an unhealthy relationship, I was in debt, and I didn't really see a way of getting out. Now, at that time, I was really angry at my then partner and was holding on to resentment for how he was treating me, or what I should say is how I allowed him to treat me. I was angry at the bank that they had let me take out this loan that I couldn't repay. 
I was angry at myself for getting into that position. Now, those emotions at the time, they would come and go. Some days I would be okay, but then other days I found that the slightest thing would almost tip me over the edge. And I'm talking as small as not being able to find my car keys, getting stuck in traffic, being late for an appointment, just the everyday small things. It's like my emotional cup was so full and the emotions had nowhere to go. So anything that happened was the final straw and I would find myself crying at absolutely nothing. It was like an overflow. That, of course, left me feeling physically exhausted. I had health issues, sleep problems, skin problems. And not only that, but those emotions just did not feel good. I didn't enjoy being angry and holding on to that resentment. What I really wanted was to feel happy. I wanted to be able to let go of the feeling and be able to forgive, but I didn't know how. So not forgiving has an impact on both the emotional and physical. So let's look at the mental now, which is also linked to behavioural. In fact, all of these are linked, but I'll continue breaking them down one by one. So your emotions have a direct influence on your thoughts. The thoughts that you have include things such as what you're saying to yourself in your mind, you know, the, the conversations that you have with yourself, the pictures you create, the sounds, and they can all be both memories or thoughts that you're creating that haven't actually happened. Now, this is the thing when it comes to your unconscious mind. It doesn't actually know the difference between what is real and what is imagined. So even though you may be remembering a person or an event from the past that you still haven't forgiven, or imagining a time in the future that doesn't serve you, if you're thinking about them now, your mind doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know that it's not real. This is why even thinking about the, that thing, those times, creates those emotions around it too in the present moment. So you're reliving it in that moment and your body responds as though it's really happening. So your emotions and your thoughts are linked. If you feel negative emotions, you think negative thoughts. If you think negative thoughts, you feel negative emotions. And of course, all of that impacts on you physically. And then the way that you feel and the thoughts that you have are what determine the action you take. So your behaviour and ultimately the results that you get in life. Now, I know that I've gone totally around the houses on this already, and I do think that it's something that's worth understanding, not only when it comes to forgiveness, but also when it comes to emotions in general. Now, whilst it may not always feel like it, forgiveness really has absolutely nothing to do with anybody else apart from you. It's about you and being at peace with yourself. Buddha said that holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So do this for you. Choose to forgive for you, not them. Otherwise, you're allowing the past to dictate the future, your future. The events that have happened, they can't be undone. And holding on to them only keeps you stuck. So when you choose to forgive others, you're actually letting yourself off the hook. Now, all of this is very easy to say, right? But where can you actually begin? How can you begin to let go and forgive? I'm going to take you through now four steps that you can put into action practical steps to start the forgiveness process. So the first step is to make the decision that you will forgive. You have to want to let go. So whether that is forgiving others or even forgiving yourself, make the choice that you will put yourself first. You will put yourself before what you think others should think or feel, be sorry for or not. Accept that you have no control over what other people think, feel or do. So trying to change that will lead you on a path to nowhere and you'll probably drive yourself mad along the way. So make you the most important person in this process because you are the only one that you have control over. 
Now, of course, it may be that there are some people who are not ready to let go yet or don't want to. And even if you're okay with that right now, it's probably not something that you want to continue forever. So some questions to consider in the meantime that will help to give you clarity on where you're heading are, how will you know when you're ready? And what has to happen in order for you to forgive and let go? See, one of the jobs of your unconscious mind is to protect you and to preserve the body. And it's good to remind yourself at times, remind your unconscious mind, that whilst holding on to those emotions, those past hurts, angers, resentments, may be serving you in some way or getting you results, or they may feel like something that you should do, it actually harms the body. So it's in direct conflict with what the unconscious mind is there to do. So wouldn't it be better to just let go of the emotion and get the same results, but in some other way, in a way that's actually positive for you? Ask yourself those questions and just see what comes up. See if it changes your perspective or even takes you a step closer to wanting to begin the forgiveness process. Cool. So step two, get yourself a pen and paper. And at the top of the page, write the question, what is there to learn from this event or situation that will positively help you in the future? The situation, the event or the person being the one that you want to forgive. Now, my belief is that there is always something positive to take from any situation if we look for it. There's always something for us to learn and grow from which will allow us to do things differently in the future, even if maybe it's less obvious at times. So you may have to dig a little deeper, yet what it means is that no experience has gone to waste. Our unconscious mind likes to find meaning in things, and so if something negative happens and there appears to be no reason for it at all, then it served no purpose. When you can take something from those times that will benefit you in the future, something positive, Then the event has meaning and your unconscious mind can let it go. So with this in mind, keeping hold of the thought that there will always be something positive if you look for it, sit and write down anything that comes up. Just let yourself go with it. Freestyle on the paper. Our most testing times really are our biggest teachers when we look for the lessons in them. Now, it doesn't have to be a massive life-changing lesson. Even something small can have a really big impact. Matt Haig, um, who's an author, said in his book, The Midnight Library, which, by the way, is a wonderful book. um, So I highly recommend the book if you haven't read it. Anyway, he said, never underestimate the big importance of small things, which I think is so true. So keep that in mind as well. Even if it's small, it can be highly important. So step three, which is a shift in mindset. So this is going to require a change in your thinking and maybe even taking on some new beliefs. These beliefs are what we teach our students at our online NLP practitioner training, beliefs that the students adopt to really assist them with their own development and also the coaching clients that they work with too. So I'm going to share just two of those with you today. The first belief is that everyone is doing the best they can at any moment in time with the resources they have available to them. So basically, we are all doing our best and sometimes a person's best may not be what you consider to be appropriate. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever done something in the past that today you are mortified about? Something that you would never do at this moment in time? We all have one, don't we, right? (laughs) We were actually working with someone recently who said that they haven't joined any social media platforms because they're so embarrassed at some of the things that they did when they were younger, like way younger, 
and didn't want to see the faces of the people who witnessed those things. In other words, the people they went to school with. Basically, they hadn't forgiven themselves for the actions that they took back then. Actions that at the time were driven by the emotions they were experiencing and the beliefs that they had that weren't helpful. What they hadn't considered was that back then, along with all the emotional stuff that was going on, they didn't have the knowledge that they now have. And so, of course, they didn't respond how they would today. Back then, it was all that they had. Hindsight is a wonderful thing and it's one of the biggest teachers if you let it be. Those events that they went through were really some of the biggest lessons and it's because of those events that they are the person they are today and they are where they are now. If think about it, you wouldn't beat up a five-year-old child for not being objective in an argument or reacting and behaving inappropriately. You would know that they don't have the knowledge and the resources that you've gained through life experience. So how could they possibly know? Yet people beat themselves up or even hold resentment towards at other adults without realising that we are just very large children with tools in our toolkit of life. Some have more than others. So keep in mind at all times that we're all doing our best in any moment, including the people that you want to forgive. The second belief is that people are not their behaviours, which follows on from the previous belief nicely. So we have all behaved in some way that we would rather forget. But that behaviour isn't who we are. It's something that we did. We all carry out many, many behaviours every single day of the week. Some you would consider to be better or more productive and positive than others. But here's the thing. We are all so much more than the things that we do. If someone was to behave in a way that could be labelled as bad, that doesn't make them a bad person. It just means that they carried out behaviour that really isn't in alignment with our own personal values. Now, behaviour is something that can be changed. And when you know how, it can be changed really quickly and easily just through reprogramming the mind, which is something that we actually teach. When you're able to accept that the person is the person and the behaviour is the behaviour and the two are not exclusively linked, then it makes the forgiveness process easier to do. Cool. So the fourth and final step is actually an exercise in and of itself. This exercise allows you to step into another person's shoes. So in this case, it would be the person that you want to forgive. In doing that, you're able then to appreciate what may have been going on in their world in that moment that they did what they did. Keeping in mind that everyone is doing the best that they can with the resources they have available to them and that people are not their behaviours. It's easy to judge based on our own perspective of life without considering the other person's model of the world. By that, I mean their beliefs, their emotions, values, the memories that they had, all those things that influence the decisions that they make today and many other factors that have led them to that point. Without taking that on board, we're actually taking away from ourselves because we're closing down the opportunity to expand our own thinking and appreciate that everyone's world is different. So the exercise is really powerful. It gives you three different perspectives, including your own, the other person, and also an observer's perspective, which is so insightful. See, when you're not in the problem, let's say, for example, you have a friend who's struggling with something, it's easy to see the solution. When you're on the outside looking in, it's easy to see the solution, right? It's there right in front of you. So this exercise takes you through that journey, giving you valuable insight on the way. 
So I'm going to put a link in the show notes so that you can go back to that exercise and carry out that process. Okay, so those are the four steps. So let me recap on what they are. Step one, make the decision that you will forgive and you will do it for yourself. Step two, get your pen and paper out and write your answer to the question, what is the to learn from this event, this situation that will positively help me in the future? Step three, shift your mindset. So begin to look at life through the lens that everyone is doing the best that they can at any moment in time with the resources they have available to them and people are not their behaviours. And then finally, step four, head to the podcast link in the show notes to take you through the exercise that will give you a different perspective. Forgiveness is the most powerful way to set yourself free. Now, if you want to take it a step further, we do also have a forgiveness meditation available to purchase that explains in a lot more detail the energy that's created through the connections with others and how that affects on your own energy, along with a full forgiveness process that allows you to cut the connections with others and fully forgive them and let go. Now, it's only $14.99 and it's really powerful. It's something that we do often. Some of our students have actually said that after doing the process, their energy levels have shot through the roof and they feel light, which if you think about it, it takes a lot of energy to direct negative thoughts and feelings towards someone or something. So when you stop doing that, the energy is then free to be used elsewhere towards something positive for you. So if you want to give yourself the gift of forgiveness, again, head to the show notes where I'll put a link to the forgiveness meditation as well. So folks, that is it for today. Thank you as always for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and that you were able to take something positive away from it. If you know anyone else who will enjoy the episode, I would really appreciate you sharing it with them. And before you leave, my parting question of the day for you to consider is, when you have totally forgiven and let go of all of those things you've been holding on to, who will you be instead? Have a great day. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. You really are the reason that this podcast exists. So if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate you leaving a review and make sure that you follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll see you there.